I'm Lindsay Wilson, the Queen of Glam, and this is the podcast, Business of Glam. I created this podcast to help us all find the magic in business and everyday life. With over 20 years in the beauty industry, you name it, I've probably done it, avid product and fashion enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a single 40-year-old woman on a quest to live my best authentic life, I wanted to bring you people and resources to help inspire you to do the same. In balancing all life has to throw at us, the highs and the lows, I hope we can learn to ride these waves together to find the true essence of glam. Because at the end of the day, I think what we are all craving is community, connection, and a sense of not being alone. So join me on this journey to turn glam outside in. On this episode of Business of Glam, we talk with Meredith Myers, who is business development manager and coach, about starting and knowing when to walk away from a small business, finding happiness, the importance of the 80-20 rule, how to find your strategy, and taming the squirrels. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. And- yeah, well, my name is Meredith Myers, and thank you so much for having yes, me today. Yes. Uh, so uh, by day, I'm a business development manager for another company, but by night and on weekends, I'm, I'm a business coach and a public speaking coach as well uh, because it's a passion of mine, and I just love doing it. I love that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh, wow. <laughs> How far do we go back? Um, <laughs> as far as you want. Well, I think, you know, I, I, I think probably to set it all up is how did I even get into coaching in the mm-hmm. first place? So uh, for 16 years, I was in the corporate world and I was in public relations and marketing. In fact, I had this swanky title of global nutrition marketing manager. That is swanky. I, I like it. I know. I was traveling. I, I was traveling throughout the globe and uh, with my with my organization, loved it so much. But at home, I also had... I had a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old son. Yeah. And um, when when I got that job, all of a sudden it found I found out that oh, I'm I'm stretched and things aren't being taken care of at home. Yes. So we a number of things happened, and by November of 2015, I had to make the decision to either let my continu- my son continue on his downward spiral. Or to stop and vote for my family. Yes. As opposed to my career at that moment. Um, I was very fortunate uh, because I was in the position that I could quit the job without something waiting for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, yes. Yeah, well, I, well the other yeah. thing that had happened that year is my mother had passed away. And so there was a little bit of inheritance, and um, which was a gift. Yeah. Uh, my, mom, my mom was a serial entrepreneur. I would love that. Serial entrepreneur. She had had six different businesses in her lifetime. In fact, her last business was a clothing design. Oh my God, I love that. I know. I love that. She was a plus size woman. And she, so what she did was she designed clothing for bridge to, was considered bridge to designer um, for women size 12 and up. That is amazing. <laughs> and I even did some work with her too, right after I got in college. Anyway, um, but that was one of, like I said, six or seven businesses that she had started. And I thought, 
I think I should honor her. And so I did. I did. I did some training. I found um, a organization that coached the way I wanted to be coached. And it wasn't a franchise. It was intellectual property. And so I bought into it. And yeah, I became a coach. That's amazing. Yeah. Closed my eyes. Said, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make this leap. I had a lot of hope. I had a lot of positivity around it. I had a lot of naivete as well. <laughs> you know, I think that's the only way you ever get started in business yeah. is that you you go in so hopeful and joyful and naive and you're like, this is going to be so amazing. Yes. 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 And it is in a lot of ways, but there's also <laughs> a lot of struggles that happen with Aren't it. there. That you... Probably would have never started if you didn't know all of the hurdles that like were to come. Because I know I, for me, I would be like, no thanks. I'll stay in my salary job. Right. <laughs> because it's safe here. Yes. It's safe here. Yes. Um, and you know, I mean there there's this there's this big there's this big area of fear of mm-hmm. the unknown, especially when no, you don't have a salary and and benefits and that sort of thing coming yeah. in. So you are really making a leap of faith and you're making a leap of faith on yourself, Mm -hmm. which is really big. And I had never done anything like that before. Well, I began coaching and I began networking and marketing myself and doing all, you know, I shouldn't say all the right things, but a lot of the right things. And uh, really was helping small business owners navigate the sometimes murky waters of entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, I found that there were areas that I really thrived in. Um, one of those areas was strategy development, because I believe every every business, regardless of the size, must be guided by strategy. Um, and I did it f- the whole entire time. I was in my corporate job. We did we did we did strategic planning every single year. So I ended up doing that. But I also love doing the mindset change. And let's talk about it and get to the root of your issues. Mm-hmm. So, and then is it process? Is it employees? Is it production? What is it? Let's figure it out. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of, lot of great work there. Um, so that was the first part of the journey. And then in about mm, 2019, things started, <laughs> things started shifting. Oh, yeah. And I the had, fun years. <laughs> uh, I, I I discovered that, and and regardless of the fact that we were just pre-COVID, a little bit pre-COVID, I had I had started really um, investing my resources, meaning time, money, talents, and energy, in a lot of the wrong places, mm-hmm. and um, and I lost my business. I lost my business as soon as COVID started. It was no surprise. And uh, so I knew I needed to get a J-O-B. Yep. So I, I, I did a couple things. And finally, last year, last year I landed in this position where I'm the business development manager for an incredible company that I, where I loved. I love doing what I'm doing. And I do have the security of a salary company. <laughs> 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 and benefits, but the other thing is that my boss knew me when I was a business coach, and he hired me on to do this to take on this role. Um, so he he's giving me the flexibility. He's fine as long as it doesn't compete with the time yeah. that I'm supposed to be working for him. I can do it at night. I can I can I can do my coaching on the weekends. That's and it's amazing. Fine. I can you know continue to make a different difference in people's lives. 
And I think that a lot of people, like we were talking about before we started recording, that a lot of people have like a passion, Mm -hmm. but they do need that security Mm -hmm. of whether it's that they have a family at home or they're the breadwinner, what have you. Right. How do you kind of balance those two or advice for people that are maybe looking into like, okay, maybe I can create this and maybe I can find time and carve into nighttime and weekends. Right, right. That's a great <laughs> question. And it's not the first time to be asked. I, I, I have a couple little nuggets of, of advice there. And the first thing is, you know, if you are in a, in a job that you were, you know, you're basically happy with, but you know that you have something on the side. So, you know, maybe you're an accountant, but what you really want to do is become a massage therapist. Well, there are things you have to do to set yourself up. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to encourage anyone to just quit their job and go after their passion unless they have the financial runway yeah. to sustain themselves. Um, you need, and that financial runway is your savings. And how far are you willing to whittle it down mm-hmm. before you say, stop the plane, we're getting off, I'm getting a J-O-B. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> I mean, the fact is, I, I, I was... I was a single mom, right? And 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 still raising my two kids who were in high school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. And so, yeah, you you got to be very aware. I've got a house payment to make and a car payment and insurance and all that. These are all things that we have to be thinking about. Now, let's talk about the plus side. Yes. Let's talk about, I would encourage anyone who has that, 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 that passion, that inspiration to start mm-hmm. a new business. Okay. At night, when you're done with work, yeah, set aside two hours every night and start writing it out. What's the name going to be? What's it all about? What is, what do you really want to be doing? Um, And then, you know, if you can begin doing some things and do it. Um, I, maybe it requires a certification. Maybe it requires a license. Okay. So those are the first things that you got to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a night glass. Maybe it's a weekend, whatever, you know, research everything that that's going to be required. But then, you know, let's get real. If you've got a name for it, go ahead and register it with the state. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to do. Really easy. It's cheap and easy to do. It is. Yeah. yeah. And people are, you know, people are intimidated by it. I'm like, no. Just go to the website. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. It is a pretty simple process. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, you you want to make sure that the name isn't taken. And yeah. For go sure. online and you know and check and make sure you can get the URL. Uh, you know all those things that that you know those are basics, and so that you have them ready and in your back pocket, so that when you do launch, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I also you know the other the other part of it is if you can. Um, Go ahead, you know, you're doing your day job, and if you start generating income from your side gig or this business that you want to drive, and all of a sudden you find that you are able to make the same amount as your day job, then that's probably a pretty good indication that you're going to do pretty well. Yeah. Um, but we we get overwhelmed though because there's so much going on, and to have a forty hour a week job and yeah. work 20 hours or whatever on this side. It's not an easy road, but if you were really driven to do it, yeah, I guess. And then I guess the third thing that I would say is get a coach. There are a lot of really good business coaches out there that will 
will that will coach with small businesses, small business owners. Um, some people specialize in startup. The other thing is um, the Denver. Oh my gosh, I'm going to blank on the name really quick. <laughs> but the Denver, the, the, the Metro Denver Small Business Council. Yeah, they have so many resources that you can dive into and get information on on how to set up either an LLC or sub your yes corp whatever you or do you stay a sole proprietor whatever there's so much information mm-hmm. out there so yeah you can grab at information and start getting it organized yeah and that's i think those are those are some first greatest steps to take if you're if you're thinking about it i always love i'm like just get started I'm like, it yeah. seems like a simple answer, but it's like, you do need to gather all of these little nuggets of information and kind mm-hmm. of pocket them. And then when you feel ready, you'll know when it's time. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm a hundred because every time I'm like, <laughs> oh, this would be kind of a cool business and I'll like come up with things. And I go to GoDaddy is like <laughs> always my first, like, I don't even go check like the state website. Right. I'm like, is this domain available? <laughs> like. Give me this domain. Who cares? I may want it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I'll do the Google, you know. Is this name available? <laughs> .com, .net, .org, .us, you know. Just I know. find it. Yeah, I, know. I was like, that's always my first like point for some reason. Yeah. But I love that. You're kind of creating a strategy. You're, yeah, it's, it's your first step into strategy. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting your ducks in a row. How do you think <laughs> when you are in business... Yeah. What are kind of some key tips for strategy building? Mm. Your strategy is your roadmap. And I believe that strategy needs to be revised consistently, not constantly, but consistently. We need to review it and what's working and what's not. So strategy, to explain strategy for those who aren't really familiar with it. um, So strategy is basically a roadmap. And, uh, and what, you're, what you're defining through a strategy is basically how you're going to get somewhere. You've got a goal at the top, right? You've got your goal, and this is where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And so when you start building strategy, you're not really looking at where you are, but where you want to go. And then the question is, how am I going to get there? An analogy, I guess, is to say that Okay, I want to go to Colorado Springs. That's a great goal. Yes. <laughs> How are you going to get there? That's when that that's when we need to form the strategy. Do you want to get there quickly? You know, I want to increase my increase the the, the velocity in which I'm getting to Colorado Springs yes. this afternoon. Well, that means you're probably going to take I-25, or maybe you can jump on a, a Learjet down at Centennial Airport. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if your goal is just to get there quickly. Then okay, all right, your strategy will include air travel or whatever. Um, but you, your strategy may be to create a nurturing journey with your family. And that's going to be very different mm-hmm. because you might decide to take Highway 83 through the Black Forest or whatever, you know. I mean, Take that's... a nice, like, three-hour jaunt to get to right, the Springs. Right, right, yes. and stop and take a picnic or whatever. I mean, it, 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 you know what, know, know how you want to get places, and then you fill in the blanks with, 
and going back to business, now, though, there's operational strategies, there's marketing strategies, there are communication strategies, there's financial strategies as well. You know, are we going to be risky? Are we going to be, you know, how, how are we going to do this? Just how are we going to get there? And so that, that you know, that builds, a, in, you know, a complete strategic plan when you look at all those elements. And then, uh, and, but Knowing, knowing the manner in which you're going to get somewhere is going to help you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, your goal in the back of your mind or your objective, if you will, maybe I'm going to make a million dollars this year. This year, well, that's great. If you're if you're making widgets, <laughs> are they high quality, expensive widgets? Because it'll take far fewer widgets to sell than if you're selling. You know, there's all you know, there's all this that goes into strategy. But you know, at the at the base, knowing knowing your direction and how you want to get somewhere is going to keep you in line. And so, we're not thrown off course by the um, shiny objects and squirrels mm-hmm. that enter our v- vision. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I had a theory of my marketing strategy was throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck. <laughs> so I should have had a, a better people, strategy. A lot of people do that. A lot of, especially in the beginning. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, and I talk a lot with my clients about an ideal client. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, you know, let's define what is your ideal mm-hmm. client look like? How old, you know, what, what, you know, what's their background? Where do they spend their time? Da, da, da. And usually people are like, hey, listen, my, my ideal client right now is somebody who will pay me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right? Somebody who says yes. <laughs> yes. You know? yes. Um, and in the beginning, that's okay. Yeah. But, but, but you know, as you, as you grow and you develop. You need to have a plan. <laughs> you need to a have strategy. a plan. A strategy. A <laughs> strategy. Not spaghetti. Not spaghetti. You are so right. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Taming the Squirrels. Oh, taming the squirrels. Yes. That is what I call it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, how often, and I'm curious, I, I'm going to ask you this question. In the beginning, and you started telling your friends and family, I'm going to start this business. How many people had an opinion on what you should do? Oh, when does it stop? <laughs> it has to stop. <laughs> does it ever go away? No, Seven no. years later, I still have opinions. I had a client the other day that said, I don't like this name. Oh, I let's was like, change it. Okay. Let's change it. Yeah, sure. that's a great idea. No, God love, you know, God love her. She was giving you feedback. Totally. Okay. And I, I love that. But yes, there were there's lots of opinions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and lots yes. of advice. Right. Sometimes right. unsolicited, sometimes solicited, but sometimes then, helpful. <laughs> but then the other thing that happens is we're inundated by email, right? Mm-hmm. And we get this, and, and people are smart because they, you know, start getting these focused emails. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, she's in beauty and she should know about this and whatever. And all of a sudden you start thinking, God, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I should do that. And it, you may be... You may be writing the most poignant email of your life and then all of a sudden you get a notification that you have something in your email and it's this great email that tells you about the next greatest thing and you start thinking, that is the next greatest thing. I really need to do something about this. A hundred percent. Yep. And so what what ends up happening is, you know what, I'm going to click on this link and I'm going to start researching. You know what, that might fit in this area or that might fit in that oh, I could add that, or that's a great benefit to offer my employees, or that's what, 
And all of a sudden we start thinking about this other thing when we needed to finish this task or we needed to be focused in this area of our business, but we let those shiny objects or crazy squirrels <laughs> take us take us all around, you know? Yeah. Let's let's take this branch. Yeah. How about that? Over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's frustrating, but yeah. it happens. And so I came up with a strategy for myself, uh, and and it, it, and it's this. It, sometimes, oh, and by the way, sometimes the squirrels are simply in here. Yes, because we have too much time on our hands. We're driving. Oh my gosh! I wonder if you know, mm-hmm. and so, and we don't. There is a fear. There's like this inherent fear that this great idea is going somewhere, and it's going to disappear. It, it, it's going to disappear into the ether if we don't act on it. And so I come up <laughs> with my own, um, I, I put a big shiny star on this notebook and this is a shiny object notebook. Yeah. And you can do it in your, in your phone. You can do it. I, I mean, maybe I should come up with this app, right? <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody out there is going to, um, but it's, it, it's, it's the shiny, it's the shiny object. Um, and I open it up and I put a date and I write down the idea just a little bit so it'll cue me into the idea or whatever. And then I know it's safe. I can sleep a little better at night too. Mm-hmm. Get just, it off the to-do list. Just get it off your to-do. And, so, and this is what you do. Go ahead and review it on Friday at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Open it up. Does it still have power? Does it still have motion? Does it still have that hope that you, you were giving it? Are you still afraid to lose it? Well, then keep it there. If it's no longer, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. Take it off. You know, it's, you just exit off or delete it on the, off the list or whatever. Um, and you can revisit. And all of a sudden, you'll find that you've got lots of shiny objects yep. or squirrels oh, or yeah. whatever in your notebook that you've kept safe. And you can get rid of after a month or whatever mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. I love that. Yeah. How do you tame the squirrels that are the voices that are inside of your head? Because I think that's such a great mm. way of like you get an idea or you have like these to-dos that you're kind of thinking if it is a side hustle or a passion project. Mm-hmm. But what? how do you kind of – what's your advice for anybody out there? Because it is fearful to start a business and you do often hear from people like, Oh, are you sure you want to start a business or you, everyone will say it's very scary. Like they're going to tell you all of the worst case scenarios. Like you haven't already thought about how you're going to fail in every single way. How do you tame those or what is kind of some advice Mm, or tips? That's more mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fear, Mm -hmm. ah, there's fear. Well, we know that, Fear, fear exists, and actually, fear is such a. It unfortunately, is a big motivator. Yeah. Um, for the things that we do or don't do, um, they it, fear pulls us back. So the question is, do I need to push forward, or how do I how, how do I deal with this? Now, one thing that I heard, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the side for just a second here. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a Toastmasters. Club and I've been in Toastmasters. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a public speaking organization that's been around for almost a hundred years, and it helps people gain confidence and leadership skills through public speaking. 
And I've been involved with it for quite a while, actually right after I quit my corporate job because that was something that I had to improve. And so I got an evaluation one time because I had given a speech and I got off the stage and I went, I just shook my head and I'm like, God, that was awful. And, um, and, and you get feedback forms from the rest of the people in the, in the group. And then you get a verbal evaluation at the end of the meeting. And my evaluator got up on stage and he said, you're so much more talented than you think you are. And I thought, wow, I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we need to remember. We are so much more talented than our fears allow us to be, mm-hmm. you know, or allow us to think we are. So number one is to continue to affirm ourselves and to remember that there is there is brilliance in here. But the other thing is to embrace, truly embrace what your what your gifts and your it's it's your gifts, your passions. It's more than just skill, right? It's something that you do really, really well. And you can probably get paid for really, really well. Mm -hmm. And you can do it day in and day out. And when you get to that, when you get that, then you're going to know what your gift is, right? And, And that's, that's, that's what we need to embrace. Now, I'm not talking about, let's see, I'm not talking about an acupuncturist saying, I can stick needles in like the pesto. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. This person is a healer. Mm-hmm. This person thrives on healing and helping, you know. And and if that's your skill, if that's your gift, if that's what you're passionate about, then know it. Grab a hold of it and don't let go. Mm-hmm. So really defining what your gift is is a really important part of this whole that. process. Yeah. Um, but so that's one thing because, you know, when the squirrels are going around, when we're wondering, oh, gosh, should I stop? Should I go? Whatever. Go back to, hold on. This is my gift. And this is what I do well. It's funny. I, I've got a gift statement of my own that, that I developed a few years ago. And it is, I am the bright and warm light that enters every room I touch. I am a, a working with me is a safe and nurturing environment where we will dig deep into issues and opportunities. But hold on to your hat because <laughs> when we figure out the solution, we're going to let it ride. Yes. That's my gift statement because mm-hmm. that's who, but interesting, it's not just what I do in business. Mm-hmm. It's what I do personally. Right. It's your life statement. It's a life statement. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, and it's, it's, it's taking, it's, it's really embracing what your, what your, what your gifts are. I think that's a big part of it. And some of us have a hard time getting to that point, mm-hmm. but once you get to that point, just stand in, stand in your truth, right? Yeah. Stand in your truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I just did a Gabrielle Bernstein um, relationship challenge. Like, you know how she does, like, her little challenges. But she described fear as F it, F everything, and run. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. I like it. (laughs) I was like, because that's your option. That's what the fear is. Or you embrace it. Right. And you, like, dig deep into it. Or you just say, F it, I'm running. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Love it. Uh, <laughs> that's so great. That's so brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I just may steal that. Um, <laughs> somebody's got it tattooed, right? <laughs> yes, I know. I was like, how have I never heard that before? Yeah. Like, that is so amazing. Like, you're right. That is fair. Like, yeah. F it. We're running. I'm out. Yep. yep. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about kind of like we were talking about, like, how do you know when to move forward in business? Mm. How do you know when it's time to, you know, close up shop and get that job? Yeah. How do you kind of, how did you make those decisions or like, in kind of like that mindset that you get behind? Because I mm-hmm. think that also is, it's like a breakup, right? right? It's a baby. It is. You know, um, I, when, at the beginning, when I did form the business, I was working with, uh, you know, actually two business coaches who I love so much. And um, actually, they were the developers of this intellectual property that I was using. And and uh, I remember talking with them and them saying, listen, just as importantly as it is to have a plan to start, you need to have a plan to stop. And it could be that you're retiring and you're selling the mm-hmm. business, you know, and that's perfectly fine. But, but understand that there will, at one point or another, you're no longer going to be doing your business. It could be that you die. <laughs> you know? Who knows? It, it you're could, only as good as your plan B. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> maybe you get bored. Yeah. Maybe you decide I'm burned out of running mm-hmm. my own business. Yeah. Or maybe your business fails. Right. And, and so it, it, but have a plan, have an exit plan. An exit plan is just as important as an entry plan. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And, and be, some people I've talked to are like, oh, but that seems so negative. Meredith, you're such a positive person. How could you think of it that way? I'm like, no, no, no. There, there's positivity. And then there's, there's also realism. Let's look, we need right. to be prepared. Right. We need to be prepared so that if things do happen, if shit happens, <laughs> You know how you're going to handle it. Yes. Yes. But I also think that that takes away a little bit of that fear factor. Amen. You've already addressed it. it. You've got it. Yes. (laughs) No, you've already addressed it. You know what you're doing. So, and so, you know, I would say there are a couple things that, um, you'll find, you'll find that you're not ready to start your business. If you, if you at, you know, month six say, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And you're not willing to listen to, you know, maybe a coach or, or you're not willing to do the work that it takes to get to the next step because yeah, we got to break through a lot of barriers. If you're still not passionate and still not loving the core of what you want to be doing, um, yeah, you might not, you might not do it. It, You may not be made for entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can do this for someone else and get paid that way. So that's first thing. Um, But then there comes a time where we've been working for a couple of years and maybe what we need to do is really look at how we're prioritizing our time. I will be completely honest because of my failed business. I feel like the next time I really start this business up, it's going to be incredibly successful because yeah. now I know how to prioritize my productivity time. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> so sometimes it's, about sitting with someone, even if it's your best friend, and say, I need to lay all of this out because I'm I'm running into resistance. Here's the deal. There's this, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Pareto Principle, uh, but that's where the 80-20 rule came in. He was yes. an Italian economist, and he determined that 
that um, 80% of the the country's wealth was generated by 20% of the population. And then when we look at the 80-20 rule in all other areas, it makes sense. Now, maybe not statistically down to the, you know, down to the, the percentage point, but in general, yeah. You think about your business, 20% of your customers create 80% of your your issues. Mm-hmm. 20% of your customers are probably responsible for 80% of mm-hmm. your revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can look at it at home, we can look at it anywhere in the world, uh, but there are parts of our business that we need to recognize that, you know, about... 20% of what we do is generating 80% of our income. Mm. So how do we change that ratio? And that is, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, let, let's just get brass tacks here now. It, it, it's by figuring out what's, you know, what's, what's the rest of the 80% that you're doing that's not generating mm-hmm. income. Well, I, I'll be honest, for me, it was like my bookkeeping. I'm not a great bookkeeper. I can do it. I can do my spreadsheets, but it takes me so much longer to do yep. than a would a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. So what a bookkeeper could do in two or three hours was taking me a day and a half. Yeah. <gasps> what? That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. And so let's say my time is worth a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I was dedicating that time to bookkeeping when I could probably have paid. A bookkeeper, maybe one hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, yes. <laughs> so all of a sudden, if I, and then if I were to take that time and dedicate it to, to the things that I loved mm-hmm. and did well, like the coaching or teaching or training, I would have made so much more money. You know, so we have to we have to be willing to pull the, the resources in that we need, and sometimes they are human resources. Do you need a virtual assistant? Do you need somebody to? Do your Facebook and Instagram. Maybe you yes. have to do it. <laughs> if you if you have if, if, if you're the one who's up at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, that's those are work hours. Yeah. It's no, you're not in bed. This is not social. So you are working those hours. Mm-hmm. So we find that we're working seventy or eighty hours or whatever, trying to put it all together. And at the beginning, yeah, we're gonna have to do that. You know, a lot of people, first three years, that's, we are working a lot of the hours, but how do we work smarter so that, that it's no longer 80, 20? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, um, so really, really analyzing and really analyzing, you know, what's the ratio of what I'm, what I'm working, you know, how I'm working in my giftedness, how I am sharing. The other thing about it is that the journey becomes so much more thrilling, mm-hmm. so much more fulfilling and joyful when we are doing the things that we love and celebrating because we are able to do the things that we love as opposed to the stuff that brings us down yeah so um that's one of the things that i would really you know i would really encourage someone who's struggling at like year year two or three you know what let's take a look at what exactly how much time you're spending on the stuff that brings you no joy yeah and oh, there's like so much, and there's so much in business that all has to be done, and it right. falls on your shoulders, and you're like, I don't know, it just has to be done. And well, and realistically, you can't probably tomorrow hire, you know, right. a bookkeeper and a social media expert and a you know somebody do your SEO for your website. La 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 la. 
you know, you want to do one thing at a time, but then you're, you're going to figure out that the, that the time that that frees allows you to do, you know, take more clients or do more podcasts or whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. What are some tricks since we did just bring up podcasting mm-hmm. with public speaking ah. for people that are out there like that need to, you know, get on Facebook or do Instagram live or stand up in front of an audience ah. and give a, a speech. What are kind of your tips and tricks? Oh, gosh. Do you picture everybody naked? No. <laughs> that would really, really Just so you know, life. I don't picture all of you <laughs> naked. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that at all. So, um, first part of it is mindset, right? We Keep on talking about fear. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. Public speaking is the number one fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, scientists have done it. And I don't know if you've heard this, it was probably a couple decades ago that Jerry Seinfeld said, you know, number one fear is public speaking. Number two is dying. What? So <laughs> this means if you go to if you go to a funeral, you'd rather be the guy in the casket than the guy giving the eulogy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's you know, it's crazy. So how do we get over this? Um, first of all, it's practice. And I'll tell you, um, I, I have some I have some clients who actually started doing the Facebook Live and stuff, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't watch myself anymore. And I'm like, I get it. Learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll look at this podcast and say, oh, did you really say that? Is that, you know, because we have to learn from it, but then be okay and say, ah, yeah. but that was really good. Yeah. But that was really good. You yeah. Know? And so we, we, we really have to pay attention, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, we have to pay attention to the things that we can that we can see because all of this stuff can change. The other thing is realize that your audience, whoever it is, they want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. If you ever gone into a meeting and they have a guest speaker or somebody who's just forced to give a presentation, and it's so awkward. And they're so nervous, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Are you going to pass out?" <laughs> right. You're not there because you want that person to pass out or to fail or anything else. You're there because you want them to give you something. Mm -hmm. So our responsibility as a public speaker, whether the public speaking is one-on-one on on a podcast or if it is in front of a group of 300 people, we have to keep in the back of our minds, what do I want to give? What do I want to give? Not what do I want to get. I want to get respect. I want people to think I'm credible. I want to think I'm my, my I want my boss to love me. I you know because that keeps the focus on us mm-hmm. as opposed to the people that we should be giving to. Yeah. And so if we can keep that perspective, I find it's very it's very powerful. Um, I want, you know I want to give this insight to you. I want to help you in small business. I want to help you laugh. I want to help you learn. Whatever, just know what you want for your audience, and that will. Let me stop for a second. <laughs> strategy. We talked yes, about strategy, strategy a while ago, yep, right? Yep. Okay, so so build your roadmap when you're giving a speech. Yeah. Even if you're giving just a five-minute answer or something like that, know your roadmap. Where do you want to get to? And how are you going to do it? How are you going to do an intro? What's it going to be full of? And how are you going to close it out? How are we going to do that? How are you going to make the impact that you want on your audience? And then all of a sudden, you've got it. You've got it's a clear, 
it's a clear path. So yeah, I, I yeah, when you want to do public speaking, the the key is the key is practice. Now, the other question is how do you get practice? And I will tell you what I joined Toastmasters. I joined a Toastmaster clubs. There are stronger clubs than others, but there are yeah, you know, there's over a hundred in the metro area. Wow. I know, I know, and it's like forty five dollars every six months, and then and then club dues or whatever. It's it's the most least expensive uh, personal development that you can do, mm-hmm. and it's not. It doesn't. What happens is when you become a better public speaker, all of a sudden, you walk a little taller, and you feel far more confident in yourself to lead and everything else. It's amazing what happens. Um, but the other thing about it is a lot of these clubs like mine, we meet once a week. So every Thursday night, we get together. Sometimes I give a speech, sometimes I have a role, sometimes I do table topics, which is improvisational speaking, you know, but you're always working on it. And that's and that's how I've gotten, you know, so much practice. When I left my job, the one thing that my boss had told me in my final, you know, my last review um, was that you're doing everything so great, but we got to that communications box, and he goes, Meredith, your public speaking skills are are poor, and I thought it ruined everything about my review, <laughs> right? It's like I'm but sorry, what? It wasn't just needs improvement; they're mm-hmm. poor. So what am I going to do? Right. And it took me a year to find Toastmasters, but once I found it, I've never looked back. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's been it's been so incredible for me yeah and i think if wherever you are yep. if there isn't a toastmasters you can go to facebook live oh yeah. go to instagram live like it's a just do it it's a free little thing and yeah. like don't be afraid of the cringe right no 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 i mean i see things that i do and say all the time and i'm always yeah. like what's wrong with yeah me? be okay with it yeah totally be okay with it <laughs> like we all flub right right right, right. Like, even the best and people that do it all the time. Guaranteed. So Guaranteed. Yeah. Listen, if Oprah can fail in a public <laughs> speaking, then I can too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, with your mom being a serial entrepreneur, yeah. did she give you any like little nuggets of business advice? Oh my gosh. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you now. are, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to reel back in my memory. I haven't <laughs> thought about that in so long. Yeah, what did she give me? She gave me it was because she was a serial entrepreneur and owned so many. She was in real estate. She had businesses, and I, you know, she, yeah. The, one of the gifts she gave me was anxiety. <laughs> yeah, because most mothers do. Oh, man. it's their gift to their daughters and for I, sure. Well, and I think I probably gave it to my sons too <laughs> while I was going through it um, because it was one. It's like. Oh, yeah, we're, um, we need to wait to do groceries, (laughs) grocery shopping until I get this commission in or something, you know, like that. But it's okay. Um, I think she was so bold. She was bold and unapologetic. And that's something that I've, I've been bold and I, some areas of my life, I am very bold. Um, being unapologetic is not something I've gotten to. You know, she, she, she walked with confidence and she's like, well, she did also say, you know, if you got to dress the part, you got to be the part. 
and, you know, and so whenever she went out, she was dressed to the nines. She looked beautiful. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that she was a size 25 or 24 or whatever. She was a big woman, right? But she, she, she wasn't going to wear a moo-moo or she wasn't going to wear the crappy clothes that, that was sold at that time. I mean, that's, she, she was all about going after your dream. I think even before before she started doing this so i do remember something that she would say she would say accentuate the positive eliminate the negative i didn't know it was a song at the time <laughs> yeah. and, and, and i she would always say that you know i love that accentuate the positive eliminate the negative and 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 she would talk it, that was how she would talk to me about school that's how she would talk to me about you know in in she didn't call it mindset. I don't think they were calling talking about mindset. But um, I was like, that's new age. But I was going to say yeah, that yeah, probably yeah. really it, helped with perspective and mindset. It did. It did. The perspective is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to have that kind of perspective. So therefore, I did. I really did grow up with a very positive attitude toward things. Tell us a little bit about like when you're going off track. We kind mm-hmm. of talked about it a little bit, yeah. but that perspective and mindset, like how you kind of circle back and get back yeah. into the positive so, and eliminate the negative. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's harder than others. Um, I'll give you another story. Another kind of personal, this is a gut-wrenching story. They don't tell a lot. Um, COVID hit. I had a lot of holistic healers on my, <laughs> I had acupuncturists, I had massage therapists. I, you know, I had people who were, who were doing face-to-face stuff and yeah. they could no longer yeah or for a while they couldn't and um, oh i'm familiar yeah you're familiar <laughs> you're very familiar um and so yeah i mean it completely dried up and i'm like what am i going to do next and all mm-hmm. i could think in, in april was you know, i was sitting there crying because i didn't know what was next and i'm like i gotta get a job I took this big deep breath that I was listening to the to the news and they're like King Supers is hiring. I'm like, I have to go work at King Supers. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. I went and got a job working in the bakery and I was making donuts. And I thought, oh my gosh. But I will tell you what, it wasn't the it wasn't the mental strain that I had been going through. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Trying to save my business. So yeah. it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. And I only did it for three months, but you know, it gave me some, it gave me a little bit of, uh, of, of leeway, but, um, there was also, there was during that time though, um, there was that moment that I walked into my house and I got the ding on my phone that says your AT&T payment is due. And I thought, Oh God. And I looked at it because I hadn't paid it in two months. Mm -hmm. So we were up to something like $500 like I'm so hungry I open up the door and I'm like I have no food and I looked at my balance and I'm like what am I gonna do it's the scariest most horrible I'm like I can't touch my 401k mm-hmm. can't do that can't do that what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and uh, I took a big deep breath so step number one pick, take a big deep breath mm-hmm. The breath is really amazing. It's really, and, and sometimes you need to do like a 10 lot. or 20. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes you have to take a lot of breaths. Yeah. yeah. And you know, some, you know, those of you who are, those folks who are listening, um, I mean, if you are, if, if you're spiritual, yeah, pray to your God. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you believe in the universe. 
that is what I did. I prayed, took that breath, and then the bright idea came in to my mind that my church does a food pantry every Wednesday. And I found myself, along with 400 people right. in line yeah. to get a box of food, and all I could say was, God, please, I don't want to see anyone I know. I don't want to see anyone I know. I don't want to see anyone I know. This is so embarrassing. I'm, I'm involved in my church. Right. You know, I'm on the usher team. I don't want anyone to know that I'm struggling like this. But I got to put food on my table. Oh, my gosh. Get through the line, and I get up front, and then I look over, and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Three people I know. Like, God, listen, I asked you for one. I asked just <laughs> not. And, um, and, but I, I got out of the car because I realized I love these people so much. And I can't, I haven't seen them in like three months. Yeah. Right. So I jumped out of my car and I'm like, oh my God, Terry, Chris, Julie, oh my gosh, you know. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to hug you. And they're like, we're going to hug you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, we sat there and we, t- we, 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 all of a sudden I forgot why I was there. I forgot why, why I was mm-hmm. there, just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, you got to go. Got, got a ton of people behind you. I'm like, it's so good to see you, you know, and, and stay well. And I got into my car, and I started driving home. And then I looked in my back seat, and there were four boxes of food. And I just started crying. There was all this emotion Right, all this emotion because I first I was I was at this place of total scarcity, mm-hmm. wondering how I was going to get through, and then I realized because of the generosity and care and love, all of a sudden I have four boxes of fresh fruit and vegetables and meat. I have all these things, and I'm safe and I'm okay and I'm going to go home and I'm going to pay my phone bill because mm-hmm. I don't have to buy groceries. Yeah. So, that's a big, long story. Uh, to say. It's an amazing story. I love that. <laughs> so, um, so the, and the thing about this is perspective, mm-hmm. right? I heard before COVID hit, before all of this stuff had happened, I had, I had met a woman who uh, had recently been divorced. She was the primary breadwinner. Um, her husband had been having an affair for five years, and because she was a primary breadwinner, he got spousal support. Um, he kept the house. She got the uh, timeshare. <laughs> so, so sorry. Anyway, I was like, I'm not even going to say. What yeah, I'm no, just we're gonna not going to go there. I know. No, you and I are on the same page on this. She was. She went into this major depression. Lost her job because of the depression, right? And um, and her husband's still getting spousal support or her accident at that point. She's, she lost her car. She had gotten her foreclosure, uh, or uh, she was about to be, not foreclosure, because she, now she was renting an apartment. But anyway, she's, everything was horrible. And, and I said, I don't understand how you even have gotten out of bed. And she goes, there were many days that I stayed in bed. And I said, what made a difference and she said i read something i wish i could attribute it to the person um but the person had written we've got to stop asking why this is happening to us and start asking why this is happening for us 
it's amazing how it switches. Mm-hmm. So whether we're, I'm sorry, we're kind of going, we're kind of going, we're kinda going <laughs> no, in, into this. the life coaching yes, part. Yes. But wherever we are, you know, bad things are always going to happen. Mm-hmm. No one said that this life was going to be easy. Yeah. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Quran. It's nowhere. You know, no. it doesn't say life is going to be easy. Right. But there are things that happen that are actually happening for us mm-hmm. and not to us. When we say, why is this happening to us? We are what? A victim. Victim. Yeah. We are a total victim. Yeah. Are you really a victim? So when we say, why is this happening to us? It puts us in a victim mode. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we have no power. Yeah. But if we say, why is this happening for us? All of a sudden, it's like, there's something, there's something in this for me. I'm supposed to learn something. I'm supposed to get something for me. So when I was driving away from the church, I had that moment where, because I couldn't wrap my head around what was going on, what I had just done. And I literally said, why is this happening for me? And then I realized that it was happening for me because it was important for me to okay, be okay with asking for help. Mm-hmm. Mm, how often? That's a hard that? one. It's really hard. It's that's a hard one for me because you know. Well, and I don't know. I don't know about you. For me, um, asking for help for the longest time meant I wasn't enough. Yeah. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't savvy enough. Whatever. You know, asking for help, oh, someone to take care of my kids. You know? yeah. <laughs> I wasn't super mom enough. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, I, I, and I didn't want to let people in on that. But mm-hmm. asking for help is something that the strongest people in the world yes. do. Right? I think it's like a vulnerability factor, and it feels weird for yep. us to feel that yep. vulnerability of like, hey, I really need help. I really need you to be here for me. Yeah. And it, it feels weak. But it's actually very strong. It's like the strongest thing that you can do. The other thing, the other, I love that because <laughs> this it goes into the kind of another part of what I learned through this. Why was is this was happening to me? Because why am I going to steal somebody's opportunity to help me? Because I know how good it feels to help other people. Right. right. So why am I not letting other people do the same mm-hmm. for me? Why is this happening for me? Yes. And I, it was also a really good indication. I need to get my financial house in order. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. I was like, I think we all, like, sometimes the mess is out. The house can right. get messy and you just have to tidy it up and yeah, yeah, and figure it out and address it. Yep. Let's take a deep breath. Yep. Or 50. Yep. Look at it and say, why is this happening for me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, eh, because I need to get organized. Yes. Yeah. My aunt always tells me, Sometimes the Lord brings you to your knees, but the good thing that I've always learned is that he won't keep you there for long. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so I, love I was that. like, sometimes, like yeah. when things are happening for me, mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know what? I won't be here for long. Yeah. I'll get back no, up. You will. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us, how do you kind of do self-care and ah. balance and, you know, having a passion project and working and kids and all of 
these different dynamics, <laughs> right? These different hats that we yep. all wear. Yep. No, so, Mom, friend, all of these things. Yeah. How do you balance and do self-care and take time for yourself? My favorite thing to do on a Friday or Saturday night is to go to my best friend's house and we will make a charcuterie tray and buy a couple of bottles of wine and yeah. just dish. Yeah. Just dish. That's all we want to do is talk. Catch up on the week or whatever. Figure out what's going on. Um, I like to... I like doing creative things um another thing i love doing on the weekends is doing um like canvas and cocktails oh yeah um it's not about the cocktails it's about the canvas because i go to Mm -hmm. a completely different place and and it it, it takes a lot for me to go to a completely different place but painting does it for me Mm -hmm. um and I love my garden. Missing my garden right now. I know. <laughs> love my garden. <laughs> I have all my little plant babies, and I'm like, hang on, guys. Come on, guys. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've moved all of my plants inside, and I'm like, no, you're gonna get a little leggy and not look good at the uh-huh. end of the winter. But you'll go back outside. It's okay. Um, yeah, I love my plants, and you know, at one point or another, I'll start dating again, and that'll be good. I wonder if that's self care or not. Yeah, I think. Uh, it, it, I don't it, know. It, I don't know. In a sense, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's so, warfare yeah. self-care. Exactly, exactly. Um, y- y- love to ride my bike. Um, and then, you know, I, you know, the other thing I just do is I'll binge watch a couple shows. You know, there's some really good shows on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um, I have found myself doing that as well. Um, and then, you know, reading. Reading is another thing. And cooking. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any resources that you give to your clients for business books or any self-help books that you love? Yeah, well, a um, couple standouts that I love. Um, Good to Great, the story about how the most successful companies went from being good companies to great companies. and This is a new one for me. I'm going really? to get this. Oh, no, yes. no, no. Yeah, no, this one's been around okay. for a long time. Um, and then uh, Stephen Covey's um, the habits, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Uh, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, chapter in it, it. I believe it's chapter four, but is seek first to understand, then to be understood. That's my favorite thing in the whole entire. I love book. that. I love that one. Uh, so, so yeah, that that. Those are books that I love. They're, I have a whole entire, I have a whole entire thing on sales books and marketing books and all that. I'll pull it, pull it out and here, say, "Here you go." Um, I'm definitely not a librarian though, but I just keep them around. <laughs> so, um, there, then there's um, "You're a Badass," which is just such an amazing self-help book. And such a good one. When you are struggling with self-doubt and when you've been through something that's very difficult, it really helps you just come back and you know, embrace, embrace who you are Mm -hmm. and embrace the fact that this is going to be a great life. Um, and it it is an inspirational, motivational type of book. And I love it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are my, those are a few books and you know, I can come up with a couple others (laughs) when I'm not on the spot. Um, I know, but, uh, yeah, I, and I think it, it is really important to continue to learn, um, we may be entrepreneurs or professionals and have a lot going on, but I think it's really important to continue to learn, whether it's a book on tape or listening to podcasts or, you know, or reading articles mm-hmm. or whatever. We just can't give up on it because the more we know, the more we know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for oh joining us. This has been so much fun. I know, Thank it's you been so, so fun. I was like, I could go on and on, but we'll sure. do another one. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam. Stay glam.